November 30th, 2017. This is the world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation, and I am your host, Kellen Conley. Now, got a variety of fun topics to get into today. I am live on YouTube right now. Uh, shout out to my YouTube channel. You can subscribe, and you should, because Hyphen Universe got all kinds of fun things, including all the podcasts from the Hyphen podcast group as well as other fun content that I might come up with so you may have saw your boy on Browns in Our Blood 17 rocking an awesome shirt out of nowhere shirt where Randy Orton's silhouette is applying an RKO to one of the Beatles as they cross Abbey Road I'm not going to tell you where I found it and that, that's the perfect segue Shout out to Mike. Shout out to Lamb. Guess who didn't say next topic? I mean, this is my first topic, though. Um, the perfect segue to our first topic. So, I had a little extra cash that I had uh, saved up. Um, and I was like, I'm going to buy me a t-shirt. Now, I take great pride in my t-shirts. I can't say exactly when it happened, but... It's been going on a long time. I just love dope t-shirts. And pretty much ever since I, pretty much since I hit 18, I've always been on the search for dope t-shirts to wear for various reasons. So, with that being said, I am gonna say that I was a pioneer, at least in my area, of the superhero t-shirt, thanks to Hot Topic, among other places, where I found dope t-shirts. Um, Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, uh, but most of it's hot topic. I just get my stuff from. But in recent times, with Aaliyah being with Aaliyah being here now, and I mean for almost four years, um, and just being an adult and having this house, among other adult responsibilities. Hashtag adulting. Uh I just hadn't bought any purposely like searched out a shirt because I, I used to do it all the time. I'd be like, oh, man, I got a couple bucks. Let me let me uh, let me go cop a T-shirt real quick. So I, I thought I was really good at buying good T-shirts. And then a gentleman that you might know by the name of Hansom Bain or Eric Greenlee of it's like a podcast or whatever fame, amongst other things, along with it. Shout out to K-Rock, um, holding it down for the Hyphen Podcast group. The latest episode is out, and it will be on the Hyphen uh, Podcast group networks as of today, the 30th. You won't hear this until tomorrow, December 1st, but it's November 30th right now. When we started connecting, because I, I knew, met his wife, Nicole, uh, Years ago on Zanga, uh, an old blogging site, and we 
connected and we were cool, good friends. And then she met this dude, Eric, and they fell in love and they got married and then they had a baby. And then one day they're like, oh, we uh, we uh, shipped the kid off to Detroit and we are going to go visit some friends. And Nicole's like, I want to come actually meet you on purpose. So her and Eric came through Morgantown and they came to my house, met Angel. We took them over to Martin's Barbecue. They said they liked the food. I don't know if that was true, but I like Martin's Barbecue. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, me and Eric watched, proceeded to watch Raw that night. And then from there, me and Eric's friendship began to form to the point where I am more in touch with Eric versus Nicole, though I did uh, hit her up on text a few weeks ago just to check in and find out when she's going to be on Alapal. Hint, hint. Um, anyway, her husband, Eric, started following her on Instagram and I started seeing the hashtag T-shirt King. Now, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a cotton picking minute. Can I say cotton picking? Mm. <laughs> hmm. And I'm like, hold on. You, I'm, I am also a t-shirt king, sir. I have no idea what you're talking about. This episode is sponsored by Circle K Coffee. I am also a t-shirt king. And I need my propers. And he's like, oh, that's cool. I see, I see what you're doing over there. Well... Then I started seeing the shirts that Eric would get. And Eric has an uncanny ability to buy a dope-ass t-shirt. So, with that said, I, I still copped a couple joints. Uh, one I'm proud of, that uh, actually, if you look at the hyphenation cover image right now, um, I I'll, I'll try to remember to put a link in the description to the actual image. It's um, me outside grilling on Thanksgiving two years ago, I think, because it was warm as hell. And I was uh, actually, uh, I wasn't grilling. I was smoking a turkey breast and it was, mwah, it was delicious, delicious. And um, with that being said, I'm wearing an Iron Man shirt and it has like different faces of Iron Man. And it's like Iron Man, Iron Man, just plain Iron Man with different things. And then in the corner is a picture of Tony and it says Swagger. It's dope shirt. I love that shirt. Um, and then what, what other one am I proud of? Um, I, I got a couple joints from this website that does these, uh, these t-shirts, like limited time runs and stuff. Yeah, got a Back to Future one. That thought was really dope because it shows the DeLorean and all three of the movies from different time periods. Um, and then another one that says Time to Cook with Walt and Jesse, um, where Walter and Jesse from Breaking Bad are the Adventure Time characters, really stylized like them. I've gotten one or two compliments on that. But for the most part, I feel like my t-shirt game is slept on by most people. I don't, I don't feel like I get my propers still. But Eric is just way better at this than me. He actually, him and his uh, friend Ray Ortiz, shout out to Ray, he, they started a little t-shirt company and they called it naturally the t-shirt kings ray would draw the designs and then they were printing them out there for a little while for uh i guess demand and quality just got to be an issue and they hadn't done anything since but eric has several of those t-shirts that are super dope i actually copped the prince of all sayings where r.i.p prince is actually dressed as vegeta the prince of all sayings and then I had another Fred Shanford, Shanford, Fred Sanford shirt where he's clutching his heart. And the, it's this little picture of Fred right over here. 
over to le the left, the left breast, so to speak. And um, he's just it's a dope shirt. I, I didn't want to go with the full. I thought it'd be funny if I just put them right there on the heart. I should have went with the full, but I didn't take care of them. I just threw them in the wash. I don't know if I dried them initially, which was my bad. Started cracking, designs faded, but Eric's look phenomenal. So in re recent times, Eric's brought out the um, Dorothy in the Streets Blanche in the Sheets shirt, I think is what it says. He has the uh, Welcome to Zamunda shirt. That's a T-shirt King special. Uh, he has the, the Wonder Woman shirt um, where she's giving the middle finger. It's awesome. He, what's the one he just, just brought out? His T-shirt game is intimidating, man. Now, I also have a ton of wrestling t-shirts. I have damn near every CM Punk shirt that he wore since the pipe bomb on June 27, 2011. Uh, the best in the world, gray joint that he wore WrestleMania 20, up until WrestleMania, after WrestleMania 28, the yellow GTS, the white um, knees to faces when he was feuding with The Rock, and then the, a couple of the black and white joints he came out with um, in the months leading to his departure in 2014. Then I also got one another shirt I'm proud of. I have a shirt. Uh, it's it's mega it's uh the Mega Powers and it's Hulk Hogan and Miss Elizabeth and Macho Man as Mega Man sprites. And I found that after some digging and I really I'm really proud of that one. That shirt's still in good condition. That shirt is awesome. Most recent shirt I can think I copped though before this one I copped the Roman Reigns uh, shirt that he had. Uh, it, it was around um, Roadblock last year. He came out with that. I got it when I was in Pittsburgh with CJ and Gary. Um, and then I have a couple. Uh, I, got, I still got my, my couple Spider-Man tees. I got this one. Uh, it was a JCPenney joint. Uh, it's a picture of a Mario mushroom. And it says, oh, grow up. That's That's hilarious. Oh, grow up, a Mario mushroom. What happens when a Mario mushroom, get, uh, you hit a Mario mushroom? You grow. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Um, so I had a little extra dollars. I'm like, I'm going to go buy a shirt. I'm going to cop a shirt. And um, I was having a difficult time. I didn't want to go straight to buying a WWE shop and get a shirt. There's a couple things on there I liked. But just just wasn't in the cards. <laughs> so I started looking at my other various sites, including some sites that Eric had put me on. And I narrowed it down. But I started this process to on a Sunday. It was the night of Survivor Series. Day of Survivor Series. And from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday until late Wednesday afternoon before I left work for today and for Thanksgiving, which was after four, I could not decide on a t-shirt because I was so intimidated because it's not like Eric is going to be like, yo, the, sh the shirt's whack. But it's just, you just have a certain, a certain obligation. I feel like I had an obligation to Eric to do, to do a dope t-shirt is what I was trying to get at. So, uh, after much, much debate, it came down to the shirt you saw on Browns in Our Blood over on the Monster Lungs uh, Sound Vision uh, channel here on YouTube. 
Uh, it's a pink joint, and that's the one I got. Uh, and I, I really am proud of my purchase. But there's also a couple other joints. I have a lot of black t-shirts, as you can see. Shout out to U92. Not only do they make you look less fat, <laughs> but that's on me to fix that one. Uh, I just have a lot of black, I've noticed lately. So I didn't want to get a black shirt. So I wrote out two shirts that I was going to get from... Um, I wrote out two shirts that I was going to cop from this one site, one site, but I may get them later, of course. And then I, I was debating on a shirt similar to the RKO one, but I couldn't decide on the color. So I may be getting that later in uh, a, cer a certain color. I think I did finally pick a color, but I may be getting that one later. There was another shirt that was on that same site that does the limited t-shirt runs that I like, but it was another Spider-Man shirt, and I have a good bit of Spider-Man shirts, so I held up on that. So, I just had a hard time picking a t-shirt. But I did it, and I wore it proudly on Browns in Our Blood, and I really like it. And Angel saw it, she's like, oh, it's pink. I'm like, yeah, it's pink. She's like, she, see... <sighs> When we first got together, I think I made one mention I didn't want to wear pink. Mind you, it's 2003. And then right after that, Cam started wearing pink. And then I got a little older. I'm like, whatever, it's pink. Who cares? And I told her that, but she still maintains that I do not like the color pink on a t-shirt. So she's very surprised by my shirt. Aaliyah liked it. <laughs> and then I got an email two days ago from WWE shop that they're doing 50% off shirts and I still had a little money left over and I copped a shirt from WWE shop. So that all worked out. So Eric Greenlee, keep fighting the good t-shirt fight. You're making it hard for a brother like me to wear dope t-shirts in this world. But now that I got through the first one, and I'm kind of going to get back on my top and t-shirts, Steez, I should be good to go. At least I think so. Next topic. I'm going to get serious here for a minute. Came into work yesterday, and on our, our browsers, if uh, we don't go to our website or internet web homepage immediately, you get like this MSN, uh, I don't know, kind of like a news page. And I always flip through the little slideshow just to see what's up, ignore all the Donald stuff, and okay, unless it's important, which it really hasn't been. Uh, and I saw one of the first topics, probably the first topic, Matt Lauer fired from the Today Show. I have never been a Matt Lauer guy, man, like for years. I grew up with the today of Katie Couric and uh, Brian Gumble. I was never a loyal fan. I was always more of a Regis and Kathy Lee, a Regis and Kelly kind of guy. Uh, but I just never liked Matt Lauer. He's just, I don't know, like, and I don't, I mean, it wasn't like a vendetta when, like, man, Fuck Matt Lauer, man. Like, this song's and nothing like that. 
But now I, I kind of am on that fuck Matt Lauer stuff because I saw a meme that said once Hugh Hefner died, which I mentioned on episode 37, 37 I believe I, I talked about that. Once he passed away, he uh, kind of lifted a protective shield, so to speak, on all the sexual predators in the world that hadn't been outed. Because since Hughes died, a lot of stuff has come out about everybody. Harvey Weinstein, Dustin Hoffman, Kevin Spacey, um, Louis C.K., among other things. I'm not trying to give them any shine. I mean, what they did is wrong. I don't condone it. I'm more woke to this stuff more than ever. I used to... Nikki used to go on these tirades, so, so to speak, before she moved to New York. So this is probably like 2012, 2011. Started doing this about women's rights and the way that women are portrayed and how this is sexualizing this. And we used to make fun of her like, Nikki, just calm down. Like, it'd be like even a Super Bowl commercial. She's like, well, this isn't like, Nikki, we just try to watch a Super Bowl commercial. Chill. Oh, how innocent I was then. Since I've met Heather and since I've grown older, and especially since I am a father of a daughter now, I am hypersensitive to anything regarding sexual abuse, sexual allegations, sexual harassment, rape, any sexual assaults. Did I say assaults? I... <laughs> I don't condone it, man. I don't. It's wrong. And don't 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 toss me that ball. And don't toss me that ball, expect me to throw it back with no and not get a response. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So good, they fired Matt Lauer. Good. I just, I don't know what it was about him. I just didn't like the guy. And then now he's giving me all the reason in the world not to fuck with him. So I watched a little video of Kathleen, not Kathleen, Savannah Guthrie and Hoda. Because I can't say her last name. However you say her last name. Announcing that he was fired. It was like top of the Today Show and announcing this. And Savannah Guthrie's like, we're all hurt. And like you could tell she was upset. Had tears in her eyes. And But here's the thing. They, it was like a three to four minute video. Hoda didn't say much. But Savannah just sits there and is like, we're very sad for Matt. And we're all in shock. And good for the victim to be so brave to come forward. And now, today didn't fire him on some bullshit. Now, they did their investigations according to the release that she read yesterday, that there have been prior instances of repeated um, a learned behavior, a pattern of behavior from Matt Lauer as far as sexually harassing people. The thing is, she... It wasn't a hard stance against him. And I get that he's her colleague and she's known him for years. And according to reports, she had no idea. I get it, I get it, I get it. But here's the thing, Savannah Guthrie. The victim deserves better. 
the victims deserve better. And you weren't serving the victim. You were serving, hey guys, I know that you expected to see Matt here this morning, but Matt got in trouble. And we all love Matt and we're here for him in his time of need. By the way, the victim was brave. We all miss Matt and we hope to be able to reconcile our feelings with what he's done. Like what? It, hurt. It'd be different if it was Roker or a dude doing this, but it, as a woman doing this, especially someone who is his broadcast partner, I mean, they just did, I think she did Thanksgiving Day pray with him. I, I wouldn't pay much attention. I was playing 2K on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was in and out. As a woman, I don't even know if she has kids. I don't want to... You got to do better, Savannah. Like, seriously, like, you can't sit here and justify what he did because you care about him. If Matt, if Eric, if E, if Anthony, if Thomas, if my dad, if anybody, if I heard any kind of stuff about that, about that, it's like, no. Do I cut them out completely? No, but there has to be a hard line where you just like, this is not acceptable. There's no reconciling our feelings. This is not acceptable behavior. It's not cool. How can you, as a person, let alone a woman, say, make it out like Matt's the victim? You act like NBC got an email at 4 o'clock in the morning on the 29th that said, hey, Matt Lauer uh, sexually harassed me. And they're like, okay, let's go ahead and nip this in the bud. This is NBC, one of the biggest corporations in the world. NBC Comcast. I think Universal owns them. It's part of that conglomerate too. <sighs> they did their due diligence. I get it. I get it. But you were wrong for the way you approached it. Matt Lauer, you're a piece of shit. And I guess my spidey senses has always had you pegged. But if anybody in my life, male or female, came out that they were doing some bullshit like this, hard line. No, it's not cool. It's not cool. And then I overheard someone saying, talking about it yesterday. Uh, they were, I was, uh, I had stopped it at uh, a store. Let's just call it a store. And I was just browsing. And uh, someone was talking to somebody. It was a, a guy talking to his friend that was with him, his girlfriend, his, I don't know, I, I don't know them, but I overheard him talking about Matt Lauer. He said, I'm just tired of all these uh, celebrities getting fired. I'm tired of all these celebrities getting fired for allegations. No, that ain't right either. That's not right either. Because here's the thing. I get the whole innocence until proven guilty thing. But we're not talking about trials. 
We're talking about public opinion. How does NBC look? Or how does the Weinstein Company? Or how does um, Netflix, even though they continue to keep Danny Masterson uh, hired, even though they already made, they already said that Kevin Spacey's out of House of Cards. How do they justify keeping, I don't know what they, if they've even done anything to Louis C.K. For, for that either. Because Louis C.K. was, I mean, not as bad, so to speak, air quotes. But, and he apologized for it. Spacey came out and was like, yeah, I harassed that guy. But I'm gay, guys. Isn't that awesome that I'm gay and I finally came out of the closet? You can't use your sexuality to get out of this. You just can't, man. And for that guy to be like, I'm tired of seeing people get fired. And like, do, do you want there to be a trial first before you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it now. I, no. No, man. I know in the past that there have been instances where women have falsely accused men of things like this. But in that same space, because of the people who are falsely accused, it makes it harder for the actual victims to come forward. And the fact that so many victims are finally coming forward is a great thing. I don't care what anybody says. Bill Cosby drugged girls. R. Kelly peed on that girl. Chris Brown beat the shit out of Rihanna. And I'm finally, I'm finally able to separate the music from, well, not even separate, to do better as far as a music consumer. Because for years, yeah, Chris Brown beat Rihanna, but look at me now is dope. And I love Fonchana. I still love those songs. But Chris Brown's trash. R. Kelly is trash. For the first time, like as much as I love the Ignition remix and uh, Bump and Grind, Bump and Grind came on Morgan 92.1 the other day and I just felt sick. I was like, mm. and that was a first because normally, normally it's like, oh, well, yeah, he may have done this, but it just comes with getting older, man. As great of an artist as R. Kelly is, I'm not going to give Chris Brown that cosign, but I do like Fine China and Forever. He's a terrible human being. He's a piece of shit. Bill Cosby is a piece of shit. I haven't looked at the Cosby show since everything came out about him. Would I like to? Sure. The Cosby show is an all-time great television show. Cliff Huxtable wasn't harassing the girls. Wasn't drugging girls. Bill Cosby was. Because we're at a point where Bill Cosby doesn't directly profit as much from if I watch an episode of Cosby, I can kind of separate that. But I, I just, I can't support this, man. I can't support this bullshit. Stop defending the attackers. Stop defending the accused. Start 
raising up the victims. They're brave enough to tell their stories. Respect that. You got to. Yeah, it sucks. You're not going to be able to watch Matt Lauer on the Today Show anymore. Somebody's going to hire him. You think somebody's not going to hire Matt Lauer? Somebody will hire him. Somebody will come back and hire Matt Lauer. Somebody's going to give Kevin Spacey your own film again. Hell, somebody's going to give Dustin Hoffman a role in the film again. Despite what he's done. But stop defending the accused. <sighs> so, I want to, before we get to the next topic, I do want to say on episode 38, Greatest MCs of All Time, I did mistakenly credit comments made by Michael Lamarique to Marcus Robinson. Lamb is the one who was asking me about, uh, oh, who was he asking me about? Uh, Big Boy, I think. Was it Big Boy? He was just asking me about different MCs, and I did not give him the proper credit, so my apologies for that, Lamb. Just want to do that little correction there. All right. Oh, man. So, next topic. Took a trip. <laughs> Big surprise. That's all I do. Every weekend, I'm out of town. Went to um, Wheeling, West Virginia this weekend to go to Ogilvy, a resort that's up there. Every year, they have this Festival of Lights, a big Christmas display. Uh, and we've been taking Aaliyah since she was born. And Angel and her mother have been going for years. Angel used to go with her dad. So it's a really important trip. Really important family trip that we make every year. I, lo I love going up there. On Saturday, after I had the breakfast buffet, which is mwah. Oh, I love their breakfast buffet. Thank you, Janice, for that one. Took a trip across the border to the great state of Ohio. And I know how Mr. Greenlee feels about Ohio. <laughs> Hit up the Ohio Valley Mall. And hopefully that was it. Audible. <laughs> we were just going around the mall. Excuse me. Mm. We were going around the mall, checking things out. And I split up from the group. And I, I, I was like, I already went to GameStop, copped some four PS3 games, used ones for 10 bucks. So that's a good deal. Because, yeah, I'm still in the PS3. Because, again, house, bills. <laughs> um... Headed down one corridor of the mall, and I saw there's a comic book store. I'm like, oh, well, let me let me just dip in real quick and take a little look. And I, I was looking at everything. I saw they had to sign up. Dollar comic books, 50% 50, uh, 50 off. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm thinking it's going to be a dollar bin kind of thing. So I, I walked in, went to the left, looked at some books, some trades. And I looked to my right in the back. They literally had maybe 10 rows of tables of nothing but 
dollar comic books. And I'm not talking about crappy comic books, like free comic book day books. I'm talking about comics, like back issues upon back issues, all for a dollar. They had books under the table. I didn't even notice it until I brought Christian back with me because I left because I uh, got the text that they were going back to the play area and I thought we were going to leave soon. I went back and met with Angel. I lay his playing and uh, it's like, what you buy? I was like, oh, I got a couple comic books. How much you spend? $3 for six books. She's like, oh, well, Lee's playing a little bit if you want to go back. So I run back and it's a Christian. I could have spent probably another two hours in that store digging through boxes, finding, finding books. Because with comic books now, I don't buy the new issues. But what I do do, <laughs> do do, is I try to buy back issues. Because in 2011, I uh, thought that I was going to be a single man and having to make it on my own in Morgantown. It's a long story. I may tell it at some point. I may not. <laughs> if you listen to my music, I kind of detailed it at the end of the song American Love Story about what happened. And you can kind of pick up the pieces as to why I thought I would be single then. Uh, I, I had my comic books collection that I had been building since 1990. Since the early 80s, honestly. Mid mid 80s. No, late 80s. I'm, I was born in 83. Since the late 80s. I and I had went through a run from 2003 up until pretty much up until 2010, 2011, where I was buying new comic books. So I had a, like two long boxes. One was all Spider-Man, and another box that was uh filled with other issues and another box that was just filled with other issues that I hadn't really organized that I had read. I didn't want to carry them, have to be responsible for carrying them in a new place. So there was a whole pile of stuff that I got rid of, took it to the Goodwill because I couldn't pawn it. And uh, so I gave them my comic book collection. So ever since then, I've been trying to slowly rebuild a little bit. I'm not so much concerned about the newer stuff that I had, like from 2003 on, but I'm trying to get like the stuff from when I was younger back at least. Um, like the Amazing Spider-Man, all four Spider-Man titles that was going on in the 90s, as well as some X-Men books. So if I, if I used to have it, that's what I'm going for. Or if I always wanted it or I know it's a dope story, that's what I was, I'm getting. So I ended up, I was in there for at least an hour. I bought 12 books and I only spent about seven bucks. Um, I think the sale is going on until December 24th. If I could, I would go back and buy more books. But it was like digging in the crates for me. You know how some producers, shout out to Monster Long Wool, dig in, go to record stores and go through records for hours at a time looking for samples. I was doing the same thing. I literally was going through long boxes about this big. And for those of you listening at home or on the podcast, just look up what a comic book long box looks like. Digging for issues, I got a couple Fantastic Fours, 
who is the name of the origin of our of my show's tagline because they're the world's greatest mag comic book magazine, world's greatest podcast. Got a couple of Spider-Man books that I um that I gave away. They were really friendly in there. They let me just kind of do my thing. Obviously, it's a comic book store. You don't want to be like, do you need help with anything? Need help with anything? Need help with anything? Like, no, bro, I'm just digging through the books. I mean, it's not like when you're out shopping. If you go to the Ohio Valley Mall before December 24th, make sure you go to New Dimension Comics and check out their wares. I was very impressed. Like that, honestly, it might be one of the best comic book stores I ever saw in the mall in my life. And I didn't even look at the new issues. I didn't even see the new issues or because I was I had started looking for uh, essentials because um, I'm a big fan of the old when they all the reprints of the early Marvel series that they used to do. Um, I think they still do it. Um, they just reprint them in black and white and then sell them for. Like the really big ones, like I think were like nineteen ninety nine, and then the slightly smaller ones are still a decent sized book. Were like maybe thirteen, fifteen bucks. That's how I read the beginning of Daredevil. I have up until six or seven of Essential Amazing Spider Man, and I have uh, the first two Essential X Men books, uh, starting with John Size X Men number one and up. So that's how I read a lot of that material. Go check them out. I heartily endorse them. In fact, I recommend New Dimension Comics in the Ohio Valley Mall. And I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I don't know why I'm writing it down when I already said it. I, I really just do this for show notes so that I don't forget stuff. Next topic. Another sad one. Well, not. The other one wasn't sad. That was just more anger. Derrick Rose has taken a leave of absence from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Rumor has it that he may retire from the NBA. Which is a crazy rumor if you ask me. He's only been in the league since 2009. Because, or was it 2008? Because Memphis lost to... Um, Kansas in the font in the championship game in 2008. Ironically enough, I remember being at Ogilvy in March of that year in that during those uh, during March Madness that year, and I remember watching Derrick Rose on TV <laughs> at the same restaurant where I was where um, I was uh, eating all the breakfast, all the breakfast. Of course, Derrick Rose got drafted by the Bulls. They dumped Ben Gordon, made it his team by 2011. He was the MVP, youngest MVP ever. 2012, lockout shortened season, struggled with minor injuries throughout the year. Got healthy for the playoffs. First round against Philly, tears his ACL. He's out the whole next year. Despite... Bulls' great management, Gar, Gar Foreman and John Paxson trying to rush him back and maybe Tibbs a little bit. Takes off that whole next year. So he misses whole 2013 season, 2012-2013 season. Comes back for 13-14, 
tears his meniscus four games in, misses the rest of that season. Comes back the next season. Um, he has minor injuries, ends up tearing another meniscus, but he's only out a month, and then comes back and leads the Bulls to the second-round loss against Cleveland. And he played one more year in Chicago. And I think that's when he broke his nose in practice before opening night. <laughs> Chicago dumps him to New York because they know they don't want to resign him. He does okay in New York. Plays 68 games, has a mysterious absence where he takes off Chicago because he says he had a family emergency. Phil excuses him. Signs with Cleveland in the offseason, a one-year deal, hoping to resurrect his career alongside the greatest player in the world, LeBron James. So far this season, he's had ankle issues, and now he <coughs> excuse me. Now he has left the team indefinitely. Excused, as Tyron Lue said. I've watched one Cavs game this year in its entirety. Well, most of its entirety. When I went home to see Dad, Friday night, uh, Cavs were playing the Wizards in Cleveland. Was it Cleveland or was it Washington? I think it was Cleveland. That's when LeBron scored like 56 points. It was a great game. But in the third quarter, Derek was playing that game. And for some reason, he just kept shooting the ball. And this is, I think LeBron may have been resting at points, but there was times when LeBron was on the floor and he was trying to shoot the ball. He was trying to score. And it made no sense. It was actually hurting the Cavs. Like the Wizards crept back in the game thanks to Rose just missing and missing. and Like it wasn't even... High percentage shots, it was jumpers. He was, he think he took a couple three-pointers, and he just looked absolutely terrible. And I had no idea what he was doing. I am the world's biggest Derrick Rose fan. I want nothing more than him to succeed after what he was able to do for the Bulls and to make them relevant again for the first time since Jordan retired. Uh, first time since Jordan officially left the franchise. I was hoping that Cleveland would be the answer, that he would go there, have a lesser role, be playing along a great, uh, alongside LeBron and other great players, and I thought he would flourish. And now he's might be he might be gone, and I, I get it. Um, it's the injuries are ridiculous because seriously. Look up his injury history, aside from the knee problems and the recent ankle problems. And like that uh, lockout shortened season, he was banged up all the time. Like it was shoulder, it was hand, a bruise here, a hip. Like I saw an infographic, not that, um, during that season... I forget what I saw it on, but it it was just saying, just showed up like a a silhouette of Rose and all these lines pointing to all the injuries he's had prior to uh, the start of the playoffs. And of course, he goes down against Philly. The question always is, is if Tibbs pulls him, if Tibbs pulls him, does, does, does things go different? 
And that and that's what no one is sure of because the Bulls were up and he had them in late in the fourth quarter still. Sims was infamous in his Chicago days for playing the hell out of his players. And one of the reasons that Joakim Noah is where he is now is because Tibbs ran him into the ground. Luol Ding ran him into the ground. Jimmy Butler and Tibbs uh, faced off about minutes. And one of the things that management said to Tibbs was about minutes. Because if he pulls Derrick Rose, does he, pulls, does he tear his ACL? We don't know. Well, obviously he doesn't in that game. But who's who say he wouldn't have given it any other point? Who is to say? And and that's what and that's what we're not really sure of. Like on Butler's hand, Butler says that Tibbs is responsible for him being a superstar. Because Tibbs pushed him so hard and made him want to work harder and just added to all the hard work he had already done to go from a small college to Marquette to getting drafted to in his second year, being a valuable member of the Bulls when no one expected anything of him. On 2K13, which is my, my go-to 2K game, he I'm in the 2017-2018 season now. He's only a 70-something. But like you look at the jump in 14 and then obviously later games, he's a beast. There wasn't high expectations for Butler. And, then, and look what he became. Derek's infamous for having that quote about he wants to be able to be healthy and live his life after basketball, and everybody criticized him for it, but it's his life. It's now or never. We ain't going to live forever. John Bon Jovi. Uh, Derek, man, I, I you got a one-year deal, bro. The Cavs are doing much better now than they were early in the season. They're looking like the Cavs are supposed to look. A lot of that has been the chemistry that's come together since Rose has been out. But Derek, if you can make it back, man, if you can make it back, Derek Rose, and be a part of this team and be a contributor, it's a one-year deal, Derek. It's a one-year deal. I want you to come back. I think you can do it. Come back, take take as much time as you need. I'd say going into, I'd say mid-January would be good. Come back to the team, work your way back into the rotation and try to contribute to LeBron's last stand to beat the Warriors, uh, at least in Cleveland, because I still think LeBron's leaving after this season. And... Play your contract out, and, and at the end of the day, if I mean, if y'all, if the Cavs find a way to win it, you got a ring and call it a day, man. Go be with Marquise. Is that the name of his kid? Or I know that's 50's kid. I feel like his kid's name Marquise too. Don't quote me. <laughs> uh, and if y'all don't win, same thing. Decide if, if that's enough to call it a career. Or worst case scenario, sign with the Bulls and... I don't know. You can't really sign with the Bulls and not go on road trips. I mean, I guess you could, but... I think uh, some players would be a little resentful of that. 
I don't know, Derek. I want the best for you, man. I, I hope I hope that you get to finish your NBA career the way that it should end and not like this. Next topic. Here's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. Everybody's like, oh, Monday sucks. I hate Mondays. Mondays are the worst. I can't stand Mondays. Oh, Monday. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. I need to watch Office Space again. I love Office Space. Great-ass song. Great-ass song. Great-ass uh, movie, rather. I had me a good Monday, man. And it, I don't feel like it gets enough is said about when you get to have a good Monday. Like, I went to work on Monday. I was extremely tired because I stayed up way too late on Sunday night. But I had a great Monday, man. Like, work went smoothly. Got along with everybody. Nothing crazy happened. I wasn't stressed out. I opened at 7.30. Worked until 5.20. 15, 5.15. Went home. It was a good Monday. Came home. Ate some leftovers. Got to chill with the fam. It was a good Monday. I I think that we need to give more credit to Mondays. Monday gets such a bad deal, man. Bad rap. I think when you have a good Monday, you need to tell somebody about it. I had a good Monday. November 27th, 2017, I had a good Monday. That's about all I got to say about that. <laughs> Me, for the most part, Mondays suck. Thomas actually said to me not too long ago, he said, dude, I think we need to get rid of Mondays. Uh, I hate Mondays. And I was like, you realize if we got rid of Mondays and had three-day weekends, that Tuesday would become the new Monday. Everybody was like, oh, Tuesday. Can't stand Tuesday. Somebody's got a case of the Tuesdays. Like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, that segues me. Or does it even segue me? No, it doesn't segue me at all, actually. <laughs> Next topic. Episode 41. Still watching The Walking Dead. Just like many people are. Though a lot of people aren't anymore. And I can see why, man. Like, honestly... If it had been possible, spoilers, if it had been possible for the show to end with season seven, when Negan rounds them all up and he bashes Glenn and Abraham skulls in, if it was able to end right there, that's where it should have ended. Shout out to Lisa, actually, because... Lisa is Matt's wife of six years now. They've been married six years. They've been together for over 10 years at this point. And Matt is chivalry. Greatest MC of all time. Matt says that when he and Lisa watch something, 
Lisa will get into it. And then Lisa will make her own endings. And by that, I mean a show will get to a certain point and then she's like, all right, I'm good. And then she'll stop watching it. She'll make her own endings. Like, I forget what else. She, like, I know that she did this with The Wire. I know they were watching The Wire at one point and then they got to a certain point and she's like, all right, I'm good. And there's other things that she's watched. They've watched together. And then it's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good watching this. <laughs> it's like, how do you not finish the show? It's like stopping Breaking Bad, um, the episode where Walter uh, kills everybody. Spoilers. Walter kills everybody in prison, has a not the neo-Nazis do it. And then him and, uh, oh, I just had her name on the, I can see her face. What's her face from Magical? Um, magical um, elect, Electromotive. Uh, I can't think of her name. Black hair. I can see her face. Once Gretchen. No, Gretchen is his former girlfriend. Mm, it was right there. Once Walter and her get together and he's like the kingpin and you see and that's Crystal Blooper Spation is playing. If the show ended right there, that's a good stopping point. Walter ultimately won. And I think, I don't think Jesse was in a bad place either. I think he was out of the business at that point. So even then, Jesse had a happy ending too. It's like, I'm trying to think of something else. It's like if The Office ended with Jim and Pam's wedding, even though I know there's phenomenal episodes that happened after that. And I still need to watch all The Office. Uh, Scrubs. If Scrubs had actually ended, if Scrubs had actually ended with season eight, it would have been perfect. If the uh, writer strike hadn't shortened season seven, and then you bring in season eight and mesh them into a perfect season seven and scrubs in the dare. That'd be the perfect ending. Uh, I do like Scrubs Med School, though. Shout out to Eliza Coupe. Hottie Growl. I need to learn how to do that or just get Derek's, Derek Ferguson to do it for me. He does his awesome Hottie Growl. Shout out to Better in the Dark. If you need a podcast to listen to and you're like, man, there's so many to choose from. I highly recommend Better in the Dark. They no longer record episodes, but it's Derek Ferguson and Thomas DJ, and they review movies amongst TV and other things. They had great chemistry. They uh, are really great friends. And I wish there was new episodes, but there's like 150 plus episodes of fire. So, yeah, check out Better in the Dark if you get a second and you're looking for a good podcast. But, yeah, she makes her own perfect endings. And I got way off topic. Um, but, yeah, I'm still watching The Walking Dead. I didn't like seasons, or season six of The Walking Dead. If it could have ended with season six, had Negan and Glenn bash Abraham and uh, Glenn Skulls, have Negan bash Glenn and Abraham Skulls in, that would have been... An awkward but good place to stop a series. I didn't like season seven. It was cool with spots. I, I love King Ezekiel. But I wasn't a big fan of it. So far this season, the first episode was a strong one. A lot of fillers since then. I did enjoy the Negan episode with Father Gabriel. And this past episode was kind of another filler episode, honestly. 
But Melissa McBride, Carol, has been killing it for years as Carol. She's went from this abused housewife and has made a, the 180 to be this badass who is honestly the most threatening person on the show. If Carol wanted to take over everything and run shit, if she wanted to be Negan, she could be Negan. And that's all due to the work of Melissa McBride. Melissa McBride deserves an Emmy for her work on this show. And because it's The Walking Dead, she doesn't get enough credit. The last episode, when she's trying to get King Ezekiel out of his funk after all his men got killed, and that wasn't his fault. That was not his fault. And he's just being a little bitch about it right now. But Carol killed it. Melissa McBride killed it. She plays that character with such nuance. I, can't, I don't even know Melissa McBride for anything about this show. But once you, once you get past... Sophia running off in season two. And once she comes out of that barn, she falls into the background kind of for the rest of season two. And then from season three on, it's on. Look at the flowers, Lizzie. Like she's the she's one, she's easily my favorite, favorite character. I love Rick. I love Daryl. I like Negan, even though he I'm not as big on Negan as I was when he first appeared on the show. He was the redeeming quality of season seven up until halfway through. I love his dialogue, though. His dialogue's awesome. Uh, Melissa McBride deserves a freaking Emmy. She's phenomenal. I love Carol. One gripe I will say, though, is they got... The little brother of that guy that the Savior's killed, the one that made Morgan go back to clearing stuff out. His When he got murdered, that's when Morgan kind of, I'm going back to killing people. The little brother of that guy is following her around, and of course he's a kid. Why does she have to have these kid storylines? Like, oh, we don't have, we can't have Carol hang out with Kane Ezekiel or do anything badass this episode. Let's give her another kid to follow for her to follow around. She's lost Sophia. She's lost Sam. She lost Lizzie. She lost um, the other little girl. That's uh, not coming to me. I don't know why. Lizzie and look at the flower. Like honestly. The Look at the Flowers episode, the name is escaping me right now. The Grove. The Grove. The Grove is one of my favorite episodes of The Walking Dead. And shout out to Chad Coleman, a.k.a. Tyrese, as well, in that episode. When The Walking Dead gets it right, they get it really right. But they're in such a holding pattern now because the comic, the comic is a couple years ahead of where they're at in the show now. The comic started in 2003. Show didn't start till 10, I think. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. Started, in, started eight seasons ago. And they're in such a holding pattern because I feel like it's... I just know, maybe I just know too much about the comic books, man. Maybe maybe if I was able to separate myself from knowing what the comic book storylines was, I, I'd still enjoy it. Angel's still into it. But even she, she didn't like it, season seven like that. So while season eight is doing better, it could be doing better. It's just in such holding patterns because of, like, there was seriously two episodes of shootouts and nothing happened.
Melissa McBride deserves a damn Emmy. Come on, Emmys. Give her an Emmy. Guess what, guys? I'm out of topics. So let's get into the recommendations. First recommendation is a song that you will hear if you are watching or listening to, well, if you're listening to Isla Pal, it's like a podcast or whatever, on your podcast listening devices, as you should be. It's a song, it's the outro of the show. When I first heard it, I thought the rapper was Young Chris. And I was like, oh man, I ain't heard of Young Chris in a minute, man. I've always been a fan of Young Chris. And let me just say that Jay-Z stole a lot of Young Chris's flow post-Dynasty album. And you can tell the influence. But that, that I mean... He made it a he made it a hot uh, flow, and Jay Z made it his flow. I, I I was trying to play off the Nas line, it didn't work. And I, I messaged him. I actually called Eric one day when I was on my lunch break after listening to Alapal. I was like, "Yo," he's like, "Yo, what up? What up, though?" I'm like, "Hey, what is that song at the end of Alapal?" And we had a bad connection. But he's like, uh, "Oh, that's my boy Hyro Beats." I'm like, oh, Hyro Beats did that? Yeah, he's like, it's, it's called Shout Out to FaceTime. It is a great track. Now, I'm not familiar with any other Hyro Beats work. I'm going to have to get familiar as a, uh, was that Clinton Sparks? Did you used to say that? Get familiar. I'm going to have to uh, get more familiar with Hyro Beats, but if you can track it down, because I Googled it and I didn't find it, I, I'm with Eric's permission. I may post it during uh, this uh, event that I'm planning for my website coming up in December. Hyro Beats, shout out to FaceTime. It's a great track. You may have noticed on the show notes for episode 40 that I said, I'm going to start binge watching Frasier. Reason being, I've never watched Frasier like that. I've watched a couple episodes as, when I was younger. Never had a problem. I knew... The character Fraser Crane from Cheers. I am a big Cheers fan, but I've never watched all the Cheers in its entirety. But I I was ringing and got the Ringer newsletter the other day, and they had a piece about Fraser. And I knew that Kevin Smith was always a big Fraser fan because in uh, his book My Boring Ass Life, aka one of my most read books that I own, he always there's when he does his diary entries, there's certain shows that. Him and Schwabach always fall asleep to, or used to at least, on DVR, on the TiVo. And it was Law and & Order, and it was Frasier, and di different things that they would always watch. And I was like, oh man, he likes Frasier, that's, that's cool. And I noticed, because uh, I, I mean, I, I do still try to keep up with him, even though I'm not listening all the time. Uh, he does have a podcast called Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs, a play off of the Frasier theme song. But the Ringer article was just giving Frazier Fraser high praise about how good of a show it is and how it's the perfect Ben show and how relaxing it is. How it's almost like a warm blanket. Frazier's dope. I can't lie. I'm on, I'm on episode maybe 10 or 11 of season one and I am a 
big Frasier fan, and Angel's enjoying it too because she said she's never watched Frasier like that. I can't believe how funny this stinking show is. Highly recommended. Watch some Frasier. And if you turn off your podcast now, I understand. Recommendation number two is Frasier. Already shouted out New Dimension Comics, Ohio, Ohio Valley Mall. I think they have other locations as well. So you can check them out um, in other places. I don't know if they're all doing a dollar bin, 50% off sale, but that was a hell of a sale. Hell of a sale. And then lastly, like I just mentioned, the Better in the Dark podcast by Derek Ferguson and Thomas DJ. They have 150 plus episodes uh, spanning from 2007 up until 2012, I think. They put in a great amount of work. If you're looking for a good podcast to binge, go cop that. So, with that being said, you can find Hyphenation on iTunes under the Hyphen Podcast group. Make sure you rate, subscribe, or subscribe, rate, review, and share it on your social meds, as they say on Olipal. Uh, and the more exposure the show gets, the more people listen to the world's greatest podcast. Or you can choose to keep it secret, but the secret will get out. You can find every episode. You can find every episode of Hyphenation right here on the Hyphen Universe YouTube channel. I post it if I'm not doing it live, such as this one. I post it. Uh, I try to post the same day the episode goes up. I was a little behind with 40. 40 just went up yesterday, the 29th. Uh, 30 will go up. If uh, if you got to watch it now, cool. Uh, I mean, I guess 30 could go up. You'll see it on here soon if you're not watching right now. <laughs> you can also find Hyphenation on Stitcher, on Google Play Music for my Android lovers, all my Android homies out there, even though I'm on Team iPhone right now. Also find Hyphenation on Mixcloud. You can find Hyphenation on Pocket Cast, on the TuneIn app, if you're into that. And if you go, if you just use feeds.feedburner.com slash hyphenation2016, I'm giving you the link because I know I don't have the page up right now. Put it into your favorite podcast listening device. That's the RSS feed. You can get all 41 episodes of Fire! Every, at any time you want it. And you'll get new episodes when they drop. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? You can find Hyphen Nation on the Hyphen Podcast Group website. And that's hyphenpodcastgroup.wordpress.com. Hyphenpodcastgroup.com coming sooner than later. Uh, you can find it also on the social medias of Hyphen Podcast Group. I have shut down behyphen.com. I don't know if I mentioned it on 40. I decided to put my domain money that I spent every year since 2004 towards the hyphen podcast group um, dot com domain. So no more be hyphen dot com, guys. I'm in the process of well, I have the site up now. My new site that contains all everything that was on be hyphen dot com previously is called Victory Jump Off. It's Victory Jump Off WordPress dot com. You can find everything there, including new episodes of Hyphen Nation. And I'm planning something special for December for Victory Jump Off, so make sure you check that out. As always, Hyphen Nation is sponsored by The Mark Rob, 
And that's the M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com. Marcus Robinson bringing great writing to you um, on a semi-regular basis. Uh, I actually just posted a piece that I wrote with him about the Raiders-Redskins rivalry uh, that we did at the start of the season. I just posted that on Victory Jump Off. But Marcus is dope, man. I'm trying to get Marcus to do a podcast. If you see at showing mad love on Twitter, um, just I don't care what he's talking about. Reply and say, hey, when are you going to start your podcast? Because Hyphen Podcast Group needs more content. Because I'm trying to get Lane to get his first uh, episode of Limit, Limit on the Edge out. Browns in our blood and fancy football bosses is running, but they have a finite uh, conclusion when NFL season ends. Um, it's like a podcast, whatever is killing it right now. And then I'm actually doing pretty well myself. So shout out to me. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I need another solid non-sports. Well, I'd prefer to be non-sports, but I need a solid, consistent podcast to, to add to the family is what I'm looking for. You can find me at B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com if you want to email the show. At B hyphen on Facebook, hyphen universe. On Instagram, the B hyphen. And you can follow hyphen podcast group on Instagram too. Thanks for tuning in. I have one viewer during this. And I appreciate you. I appreciate anybody who takes the time to watch this. I appreciate all the listeners of the show. I got to get ready to go to work. So, with that being said, call your loved ones. Call your friends. Tell them you love them. Tell them what they mean to you. Hug your parents. Dap up your boy. Say what up, though. Don't be a sexual predator. Fuck Matt Lauer. Don't defend the accused. I'm really in the fear of the walking dead right now, by the way, too. I should have said that. I'll save that for next for episode 42. We'll talk about that. Because I'm almost done with season three. Uh, and at that, with all that said, guys. Thanks, y'all. Thank you.